Hello, podcast listeners. I hope this finds you well. It's Wednesday, 25th of March. And some of you may have noticed I'm doing a few more episodes than usual. Taking this opportunity to connect with a lot of friends, coaches, trainers, business owners, practitioners, just people who I think could provide value at the moment given the current context and some of the events that are going on. And hopefully it's helping some people. So hopefully there's some insights that we can take away from this stuff. Last episode, I had Adam Sellers from The Pressure Project on. We talked about stress. We talked about tension, the nervous system a little bit, and some things that you can do. And today on the podcast, I've got a friend of mine, Vic Hawksley, who a lot of you know. So I've known Vic for a few years now. We've done a couple of podcasts together, actually. And of course, Vic is a strength and movement coach. He's a uh, trainer and mentor. He owns AIM Academy, which he created and runs with his partner, Sarah. And they have a daughter, Kaya, together. And recently the roof blew off their building. So a few weeks prior to this current coronavirus uh, setback, they were already out of a home and then they were kind of working out of another home. And then this thing came along. So I wanted to get Vic on the podcast because in the time frame, in the sort of short space of time after this thing sort of got really real for us here in Australia anyway, uh, Vic took action and I wanted to flesh that out. I wanted to shine a light on the communication process that he went through with his staff, with his partner, with his tribe, with the people that he serves and how he goes about decision-making for his business. So this is one sort of way of looking at things in this kind of time and almost case study uh, the way that he went about this and what he's thinking, because, you know, one thing I always talk about is a long game approach, whether that's in your training, your, you know, business, whatever it might be. And it's very much something that can be of service right now, but it's easier said than done. So we flesh that out a little bit, how to, you know, if you're feeling a little caught up in, in the over communication, whether that's media, social media, whatever it might be coming at you, uh, or, you know, uncertainty around the future, whatever that might be for you in this time. Uh, we look at a couple of things that may help and some ways to kind of think about it and reframe things because right now we're in the present moment. This is the reality. There's not something right around the corner that's going to be vastly different. We're in this now together. And there's some ways that we can look at it because there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of things we can do when it feels right. So hope you enjoy it. Episode 66 of the Access Potential Podcast. And you're listening to John Marsh. Let's go backwards a little bit. Talk to us because I think everyone, I want to keep coming back to kind of what this concept of of uh, being in touch with what we're feeling and what we felt through this journey, because I think bringing awareness and talking about this, the journey that we're in now and what we've come through both personally, professionally will add a lot of value because I think that generally speaking in this space, there's a lot of focus on 
do, 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 go, 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 like create, create quick, quick, quick. And it, like realistically, we're on day two right now of this, of this current setup. Let's go back like when you guys, you know, a couple weeks out, how was it feeling for you looking at what had happened internationally, looking at your business? Obviously, you're working at MG Fitness, so already a little bit um, of, a, of a change. What was the communication like between you and Sarah and the team knowing that you were going to close down in some shape or form? Um, well, I think kind of, you know, we talked about playing a long game, essentially, you know, uh, everywhere we saw around us, uh, we knew it was inevitable. Uh, it was coming. And, you know, we took the, uh, the hard decision uh, pretty early on to kind of say, okay, we're going to limit, you know, the face-to-face the physical exposure style of training. Um, that way we can also then prepare our tribe for what's inevitable as well. So to put that into perspective, you know, everything that we were doing or everything, you know, that uh, everybody else was doing around us was, you know, like a Band-Aid thing, right? On a daily basis, you know, rules were changing every 12 hours to, you know, kind of, you know, a day to 12 hours or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, people adapting to the social distancing, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we just kind of, you know, took the hard call off actually, all right, you know, let's, let's prepare for what's to come, you know, and what's really, really important here to start off with from, you know, mine and Sarah's perspective was two things. Uh, obviously look after the tribe, um, the greater community um, and our team, you know, so we have Lee, Seb, Nathan, um, so those two compartments essentially, you know, so that was our priority a couple of weeks ago. So we were already kind of uh, mind mapping a few ideas around, you know, what the future could potentially hold for us as a business, um, as, a, as a tribe. So, yeah, you know, kind of just making those hard calls pretty early on when everybody thought that might be a little bit too uh, precautionary or too early and that sort of thing. But that what that did for us is just allow us a little bit more time uh, and space to get more perspective, you know, prepare ourselves first and foremost, because I really believe that, you know, kind of during all this phase, uh, the key is to protect ourselves first. And when I say protect, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, have a headspace right, uh, be still doing things um, for ourselves to generate energy because now, you know, kind of uh, we have to make those harder decisions and we have to be uh, leading from the front uh, more than ever now. Um, so, yeah, look, you know, kind of obviously everything's evolved pretty rapidly uh, over the last two weeks given the circumstances, but, uh, you know, our worldview really hasn't changed, you know, what can we do today that's going to help us in the longer run, not just, you know, fix problem, today's problem, or maybe to tomorrow's problem. It's, it's, you know, sitting down and going, okay, cool. Where does the team stand? Where does the tribe stand? How are we going to uh, create things that is going to be long lasting um, and, you know, without losing uh, our ethos. So one question I want to go into specifics as well what was the order that, you know, we talk about communication a lot and you've mentioned the team, you decided you were going to say in this instance, close the doors. Right. And I'm sure that the sequence of the communications or whatever probably was following a similar pattern for the last six months. Um, but when we look at say one of the decisions, what's the order that you take the, the process? So it's, 
you know, obviously something you and or Sarah might be thinking about, maybe it's in the subconscious of the team. How do you, that's called like, um, Brene Brown talks about what's called a rumble conversation, you know, where you, you've got some hard news to break. What's the order? Like, how does it look like for you to sit down with the staff or do you sit down with Sarah first? Take us into kind of the depths of what does communication look like? And then down to the tribe too. Like, what does that actually mean? Okay, so this is going to be a long-winded answer, but basically, obviously, ideas in my head. And, you know, I am a sort of person who, um, when I say awareness, what I mean by that is, like, you know, I'm aware of what my fears are, my, my, my biggest fear, you know, kind of, and I base everything off that, you know. So in terms of making this decision, my headspace is like, okay, cool, what's the worst-case scenario that's going to happen? You know, no money, no finance, potentially, you know, no rent, no food on the table, that sort of thing. The worst comes into head naturally, right? Um, you know, Sarah, my partner, she is, uh, you know, the numbers. You know, she's like that analytical kind of thing. So, you know, I take my concerns to her and kind of go, okay, cool. Well, what's, what's, you know, the, this is the worst case scenario. Where do we stand? You know, like in reality, do you know what I mean? So, you know, as any human in any situation, you know, we, we scenario things, you know? Um, so that's a process that I still go through, uh, but with the help of Sarah, with, you know, kind of checking myself in and, and the reality of the situation, um, then we can come up with a couple of options, you know, and that option is not just, you know, my decision, Obviously, Sarah's, you know, heavily, um, uh, Sarah heavily influences that decision. Then the second layer to that is team. So, you know, every, everything that we've done so far, um, you know, the process is, hey, guys, come around. I want to see you. Uh, here are a couple of options that I have uh, on the table. Uh, first of all, you know, what are your worldviews? You know, what do you think about this? Is this a possibility? Is it too much? Is there anything to add or, uh, you know, have I missed some blind spots, you know? So it's, it's an opportunity for the team to step up uh, and um, guide me essentially, you know, cause they're leaders in their own rights. So it goes, you know, thoughts in my head, Sarah to kind of, you know, the reality check, then the team um, to, uh, you know, officially make that decision essentially. Um, and then that communication goes out to person by person in a tribe, you know? So it's a phone call normally uh, to make them aware of the situation uh and the reason we do this you know face to face again it's a lot of energy outlay but you know when we think about it you know myself sarah lee nathan seb you know five of us you know reaching out to you know 40 to 60 people kind of thing it's you know you know many hands make work light that sort of thing but it's that human element you know kind of you know we have the mentorship program that we always run so you know it's really cool to get a call from you know your mentor and um get that news, you know, the tough news or whatever it is, you know, a win or whatever it is. Um, so it trickles down to the tribe, you know, one on one to one basis through a, a phone call. And then we sit down as a team to put a general message out. So it's never, ever, you know, kind of just me as a top down information. Um, after having the comfort, you know, after having these conversations individually, that gives us, you know, another opportunity to get some feedback on board too from the tribe, you know, kind of, you know, with their support or, you know, any feedback they have. And then that gets relayed out again to the, to the greater community. So that's the chain of communication essentially, yeah. you know, and then out to the socials and things like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, I just wanted to acknowledge something there because I think this is important. Uh, I talk a lot about this concept of, perception and, and neuroception and one of the big uh, players in that space was a guy dr stephen porges and he has this concept called neuroception 
And effectively, the way it works, one element of it is our stress influences a lot of our behavior. So our environment influences our perception, which changes state, which makes sense. But one of the interesting things is that when we're stressed, most of the time we want to veer away from social interaction. So it's like the first thing to go. And when what I noticed as interesting, obviously communication is part of social interaction. The human condition for a lot of us is when shit hits the fan, so to speak, um, is to avoid, is to avoid. And what I'm seeing and hearing is it's kind of like a flip on that. It's kind of like go, go the other direction, mm. which makes sense on paper. I just kind of want to acknowledge that that is not actually the natural tendency for most people. The natural tendency is to go lone wolf, try to feel it out and then filter it down to everyone else. You know, you know as I said at the start, you know, kind of, um, you know, when it's just, it, when it's that, that feeling, that emotion sits with me, obviously it's a very human thing. I'm going all over the show. I'm just narrowing the worst case scenarios and so on kind of stuff. Right. Um, and this is why, you know, there's, there's a certain thing in my headspace where, you know, I just keep coming back to, uh, you know, the word fear, you know, this was a, uh, a mindset piece that I was kind of, you know, talking about a couple of weeks back in the, uh, the Academy page, you know, if we know what our fears are, um, we can work with them, you know, and it's, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine balance, you know, it can either overwhelm us, you know, kind of in, in case of like, you know, we don't get started, there's no action, you know, there's nothing, um, but if we, if we know what they are, then we can certainly work with them and we can definitely enroll other people around us to help us with that too. Yeah, that's right. So I was trying to think of a structure in terms of how to talk about some of the things that are happening in a way that's helpful for people. And one framework that I thought of is, you know, uh, just kind of throwing out the question of, okay, cool. So, doors have closed, you've got this interim solution where you're connecting everyone together. I see a lot of cool stuff on, um, you know, Zoom and you would mentioned Slack. So there's a lot of connection happening. And I want to talk more about that later, but maybe just start with um, what are some of the challenges, you know, maybe we go through a bit of a challenges and, and, um, and wins and focus kind of thing in terms of breaking it down. Like, what do you, what are you struggling with um, at the moment or what is a hurdle or a point of friction for you, for the team? Um, because I think of course this could resonate and maybe we could flesh it out from there. Mm. I guess, you know, the most obvious is the, the physical exposure, right? You know, when we can be here united as a team in person, we can just get shit done more. We can just communicate better and that sort of thing. So that's the first thing that's obviously changed. Uh, you know, which means there is a delay, uh, obviously, in the communication, you know, getting people together at the right times and that sort of thing, then to kind of, you know, mastermind or problem solve and that sort of thing. Um, but it's also a flip because it allows some time, some more time to actually think things through. Um, so, you know, that's just, you know, kind of, I guess, uh, come across or being more apparent in the last week. Um, so obviously before we went out to lockdown two days ago, you know, last week or the, you know, what is it now? Yeah. Over a week ago, we made the, the early call saying, cool, we're not going to train out of four walls or a shed space and that, 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 that kind of thing. So we were kind of in the midst of starting a whole, we were calling it interim, interim, interim plan. And this was the third one. So, diff you know, third model in, I don't know, five weeks or whatever. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it was just, A, it was hard to get that happening together. I gave everybody's, you know, views aligned and, and, and get that rolling. But then to kind of make a tough call on Sunday for you on to kind of say, okay, cool, we're not going to go ahead with that. <laughs> you know, all our energy and focus pours into something completely different. Um, so obviously, basically what I'm trying to say is one of the hardest things is obviously seeing what's happening in front of us. You know, um, I think we've been pretty blessed because we've been making the hard calls a little bit early on. So we've been, you know, we've been buying ourselves some more time. But as of this week, everybody's in the same playing field. You know, it's, you know, whether you have things prepared or not prepared, like this is happening, you know, kind of, you're not going to be seeing people face to face. Uh, and if you want to continue uh, your livelihood, you have to adapt and evolve, um, you know, with this thing that's, that faces us all. Um, so that's the hardest thing. Um, uh, that's, that's about it, really, apart from, you know, kind of the, the time, uh, I'd probably say. So now more than ever, you know, we have more time, but also we're more distracted than, you know, more than ever as well, right? We're keeping ourselves busy doing silly, stupid things that are not really contributing to, you know, the long-term solution, essentially. Um, you know, example is, you know, I'm going back to the days where, you know, I find myself anyway, I've been finding myself, you know, in the mornings, you know, before I sit down to get down to do the work, I need to, I need to do something else before I, I actually get started to do that work, you know? So those are creeping in a lot more because I feel like I have more time and I've, you know, I bought myself more time essentially. Um, so that's one of the tough things that, you know, could be nip out in the bud, I guess. So, you know, we're trying to mitigate that by actually still pretending it's work hours, you know, kind of whether it be trying to open up a, a co-working space. <laughs> so we're committed, you know, kind of to have uh, to say, okay, cool. From 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, two hours, you know, three hours, you know, two hours. Okay. There's three people in the space. All right. Just open up. Let's go. You know, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. You know, if we need, if you need help, ask me and that sort of thing, but we're working. Um, and, you know, and, and that work looks obviously different depending on what the, uh, the intent is, you know, of what we're trying to deliver or try to create. Um, so yeah, just distractions, I guess, is, mm. you know, kind of uh, the main thing because we have so much time. Uh, and then the noise, you know, kind of, so as you said, as we were talking about before the call, there's so many inputs coming in from right, left and center. Um, and it's just so hard to digest, you know, what, you know, kind of so much information, so much content that everybody's putting out. Um, when I say content, I mean, um, the way of doing things and things like that, you know, um, because, you know, inevitably that has an effect or, you know, kind of an influence over the decisions you're going to make. Mm. You know what I mean? So things like, you know, we talked about zoom call, you know, Hey, we're doing live classes from zoom call. Um, like, and, and everybody thinks like we need to just do a class on zoom. You know what I mean? Kind of like those people, you know, um, like one-on-ones and stuff like that, you know, that's cool. But just diving straight into it without having given it some sort of, some sort of thought, mm. um, you know, there's obviously baptism by fire, which I want to embrace. Like, yeah, you know, we're all learning as we go along in, in, in this uh, situation, but just being able to actually sit with the time that we have available to us now to actually, okay, kind of like do some research, you know, map a few things out and then proactively test things. Mm. Um, because, you know, if we want this thing to, uh, have a long shelf life, what I mean by that is, you know, 
how we communicate with our clients, our tribe, um, how do we deliver, you know, what they still want and need? How do we still create that social connection through virtually? You know, how do we create that experience, um, which is hands down the most important thing, you know, that um, is going to be lost, you know, kind of through the through this medium. And that's why we feel like that's that should be the priority and that should be the major focus, you know. Uh, no more text messages to check in, you know, a voicemail or a, a phone. Hey, just wanted to check in and see how you were doing, you know, humanize it. Um, so just to be able to come up with these kind of little concepts and things like that to be, to, to be able to execute on those things. Um, yeah, that's where the focus needs to go. Yeah, yeah. I think probably a lot of people resonate with that, the, the distraction, the noise, um, but then also an addiction to it as well. And again, when the nervous system, when there's a lot of stress, that, that kind of itchy feeling where there's this need to, to speak, to connect, to do, to do, 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 like over and over and over is quite common. Um, I remember one, one of the uh, silent retreats that I did the second one at Kangaroo Island. And there's a lot of seated meditation, like probably eight hours, nine hours a day by yourself. And I remember there's always a hard part, like three or four days in, like, 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 like heartbreakingly hard. And it sounds silly, but like you're sitting there and it just comes out of nowhere. And it's just difficult for me anyway. And I, I stand up and there's this little garden out the front and there's rocks around the garden in a little path and there's no one around. It's just in these little mud brick house things. And I decide, I tell myself a story that I'm going to use my break to kind of mindfully walk around this garden. And I kind of tell myself that it's a, a story, uh, that it's a, a, a walking meditation and I'm going to be conscious of my steps and all of this. And I sell myself on this whole little narrative. Then I go out and I start doing laps around this like three meter long thing, probably 200 laps, step mm-hmm. after step, thousands of steps. And realistically what it was, was just that itch, that need to do something, that need to, the need to, the nervous system just, just crying for a distraction, crying for something to, to just, not be able to just breathe into that space. And I feel like where we're at now is a, as a, this is why I kind of laugh sometimes is because as a crew together, there's this like, there's this big, just knife that's cut through the day to day. And it's the same expression. You know, we have, yes, there's things we need to do. Of course, there's action needs to be done. And kind of like at the same time, we could easily argue that, for a lot of people, not much you can really do. You know, there's this place to to distill for a second, to not walk laps around the little garden a thousand times, you know, to breathe into it. Um, does that kind of itchiness uh, resonate at all? Does that make sense? For sure. Um, like there's really good intent behind it, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just catch yourself in it going, hmm, you know, maybe I need to wait for a second. It's, it's always, always easy said than done, right? You know, right. kind of, and, and this whole situation that's in front of us, as I, I keep reminding myself, is like, it's, there's going to be a behavior, there, there has to be a behavioral shift that has to take a place. You know, it's, it's going to be forced to happen in some shape or form. Hmm. You know, 
no one spends this much time by themselves without being distracted, right? You know what I mean? Kind of like, you know, if people are working from home, cool, they have access to their phone. You can watch Netflix, you know, you can, you don't have to answer to anybody maybe. You know what I mean? Kind of like there are so many things to keep you like what we think occupied, but even, but you inevitably going to have more gaps in your day, more, right? You know, kind of, and, and your whole behavior is going to be changing. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest struggle, you know, kind of, you know, as we were saying before, in this time or this period of isolation, like we crave more connection than ever, mm. you know? Um, so I think that's, again, coming back to, uh, you know, where we stand in our livelihood and so on kind of stuff. Like that's what we need to be able to try create, um, you know, that connection for our clients, for our tribe, you know, what opportunities can we, you know, um, create for them. And it doesn't have to just revolve around, you know, training, mm. you know, I think we can still educate our clients. I think we can still, um, you know, add value to our clients. Um, but, you know, I, to me anyway, I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, as a coach, as a teacher, you know, as a, as a business owner, you know, kind of our clients, people, you know, under our protection, um, it's not just about the mere exchange of service. You know what I mean? So it's not just like, cool, here's a, you know, workout or move kind of thing. Like, I think there's a massive hole. There's a massive hole in, you know, like for ourselves, right? The, the distraction piece. Can you imagine our clients? Mm. You know what I mean? Kind of like, at least we've experienced this in some shape or form, maybe a little bit, but for them, this is a completely new notion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, also too, I think as the collective nervous system is rattled, the, the, the desire to train, to do certain things is, and maybe this is me projecting, but for me, it's lower this week for sure. Like I'm walking, I'm doing a little bit, but I haven't really gone hard. Right. And, um, having said that, and I've kind of wrote about this before in my, in my, in the thing I was talking about today, a big part of why I'd be part of a gym or a crew is not just for that. That, that probably would be the smaller part for me, but the bigger part was more the affiliation, the grounded connection with people that I resonate with you know, similar belief systems. So I think you're spot on, you know, um, possibly a different value proposition completely. Mm. For sure. I think this is where, you know, we, we have a very rare opportunity, you know, to kind of, um, to be creative, um, and to think outside the box, you know, kind of, and, and here's the hard part, right. And this is what I went through when the roof went over. Right. So I feel like, you know, on side note, that was a blessing in disguise. That was, you know, that was a, a very small problem. <laughs> that was a blessing in disguise, which was, you know, enabling was us, you know, it was preparing us. That's right. You know, kind of, uh, you know, it just comes down to this, right? Simple fact as, as business owners, as, as coaches, as people who are self-employed, right. It, it like, you know, cutting the fat it's just like hey am i going to make enough income to support myself and my loved ones right that's the first thing that just comes to people's head right and you know we've been able to do certain things or we provide a certain level of service or you know we are uh we we have a certain craft that we're dedicated to and you know kind of we make an income or you know livelihood off 
we've done things in the same way for whatever. You know, you look at like our evolution, our, you know, kind of in terms of us as a, as a human being or as, you know, and professionally, like there hasn't been very much, you know, kind of a massive change, right? <laughs> There's no need to. Mm. And what we've seen here, like with the situation is like now, it, what we were doing before, it's, it's not going to work moving forward. There has to be some sort of, um, again, a change, maybe an evolution, maybe an adaptation, whatever it is, right? And that adaptation, it's not more knowledge. It's not, mm. right? We can all talk about the same exercises, what exercise prescribe, you know, what conditioning work and GSD that and, and fucking get bent, whatever kind of stuff. Here, like, we had to be more human, you know, kind of like how do we humanize? How do we, um, how do we connect with another person at a whole different level? You know, uh, A, just to clarify, you know, this is not, you know, this situation is not about trying to, trying to get new people in and trying to grow the business kind of thing. So, you know, most likely we're speaking about people we already work with, you know, so, you know, if we're seeing them one hour, maybe two hours or three sessions or whatever kind of thing a week, you know, we have a, a, an opportunity here to kind of go, okay, I'm going to basically check in with this person six days a week. It doesn't mean it has to be an hour. It doesn't mean it has to be an hour of hard training or whatever it is, right? You know, how else can I be there for that person? How else can I provide for this person? You know, there's a, there's a, it's a very cool opportunity, I feel like, you know, where we can add value to our clients, mm. you know? Um, but to recognize that, it takes that, again, that little bit of self-awareness, you know, that, that empathy piece that we speak about so much. Um, because if we're, you know, going to lead, you know, ourselves and, and others around us, we, we, we need to have this right balance, this right balance between like, okay, cool. Um, you know, what you were here originally for, we can continue to do that in some shape or form that may look a little bit different. It may taste a little bit different, but the intention is the same thing, mm. you know, kind of, um, but then on top of that, let me add a few other little elements that we weren't able to do before, but now we have the time and space to do so. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, let's go then into what are some of the things that, you know, I won't use the word wins, usually it's challenges, wins and focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, learning, so successes, things that are working really well for you particularly um, in the last week or so, things that you're like, oh, this was a, stab in the dark and it's really you know resonating or you know what i mean what's what's some of the stuff you see working for you guys communicating nice and early and being transparent um and that's at all different levels um and it's working in terms of what why is that working so what do you see as the sign to show that that's a good thing well, people are still rallying behind us. People yeah. are still together, you know, kind of. Um, so, you know, unlike many people, uh, as I said before, we still haven't actually made any monetary programs or online training. You know, we haven't even decided on that yet. You know, we haven't actually thought about how we're going to start earning money again, basically. You know, all our focus has been over the last week. How can we keep the tribe together? How can we create a, a unique experience, give them a platform where they can connect better uh, through these hard times? And how can we do things differently? You know, because if we can have everybody speaking the same language in the same place, same environment, 
okay, cool. Hey guys, so on top of that, here's what we're going to be doing. That's going to be, you know, like what you said you wanted and what you needed. Cool. There's an option for you that suits you. For those people who want to go a little bit deeper, here's an option for you too. You know what I mean? Kind of like, so it, the idea is about creating an environment mm-hmm. um, and rather than just kind of going out with, you know, products essentially. Um, it's interesting because it really resonates with the start of when you create a business, you know, a lot of people, and we'll, we'll, I want to touch on people who have been in the very early stages later, but very, very often I'll speak to someone who wants to monetize an online program or wants to monetize a program or even wants to do it for free, create a specific program to kind of sell or create this container. Um, when the connection and trust is still yet to be developed. And it's really kind of like what you're saying is if, if I'm hearing it right, the knife cut through the day-to-day operations and cash flow from the business perspective, you basically stopped the income. So the business in one sense died. And then in the other sense, yes, you had a community and tribe, but really what you did is created um, connection and value on the front foot, which builds trust in this new direction. And then going, oh, this is going to work. This is work. Okay, cool. Okay, who wants to come with us into the next phase of that? And maybe there's an exchange that takes place um, at that point. Maybe, you know, who knows? But is that kind of resonating a little bit? Absolutely. And that's, you know, what mirrors the, the, it mirrors the start of a, a business at any time, you know? John, John, that's exactly what it is, right? You know, like we're not, uh, we were never an online coaching business Mm. and if we're going to be one we got to treat it like you know we're becoming one right it's not a copy paste you know like you know band-aid let's fucking just churn out whatever kind of thing there's no you know we're not going to follow anybody's blueprints or anything like that kind of stuff but there isn't one that you know suits our needs and wants you know kind of uh, it takes balls and this is what we said at the start about you know kind of being patient and and just backing off you know Mm -hmm. coming back to the worst fear piece you know look at your numbers can you provide for yourself and your loved ones? Can you have roof over your head? And maybe do you have enough in the bank to have Netflix subscription for the next couple of months, right? If that's the case, you know, if that's the case, you're good. You know, like don't, don't get alarmed, you know, kind of like now's the time to kind of, okay, cool. If this thing is going to be panning out for weeks and months and fuck, I don't know, over a year, whatever kind of stuff, it's, we have a rare opportunity. So why are we rushing into it? Mm. You know, why are we rushing into it? by comparing ourselves to those people who say they already have this, you know, kind of formula or blueprints and, and they, they say they're kind of doing it. Do you know what I mean? We still have to put the people who are most, you know, most important to ourselves out, you know, to us in front of us still. In this case, it's the team, it's the tribe, you know, yeah. kind of, and look in two months time in four months time, if this thing is, you know, kind of sustaining itself, you know, it's a living organism by itself. Right then there's no reason why we, then we can't go, okay, hey, we're going to actually create a foundation maybe program that allows people to maybe kind of integrate into our tribe virtually, right? So again, the, the framework allows us to still kind of grow. You know, we're not thinking about growing, but there's the, you know, there's a very real opportunity to kind of do so as well, mm-hmm. right? The focus as always is around creating an environment, right? creating a container for people to grow in, to learn, to, to play, to stay connected. Cause that's how, you know, we're going to have a long shelf life on anything. So give you an example, right? If I was one-on-one 
you know, trainer, right? And I have five clients face-to-face. As of this week, I can't see them face-to-face, let's say, right? So I can continue to kind of try to train them outdoors and, you know, run around the town and, and things like that, which is, it makes total sense. I can still earn some cash this week. What happens next week if, say, you know, we go to full lockdown, you know, which we all kind of, you know, deep inside know is probably inevitable, right? Then what then? Do you know what I mean? Do we just say, okay, cool. Uh, well, here's a PDF sheet of, you know, all the exercises uh, that we'll be doing on the three times that we're seeing you a week. Uh, you know, you have a home floor space and, you know, off you go. Like, how long is that going to last? Mm. You know what I mean? And, and what are you going to be charging? And like, you know, like I, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know yeah, what I mean? That's where I think coming back to what's your business actually for, you know, mm. understanding that before there was so much, more than just the program. And I think, to be honest, I think everyone recognizes this. And I think there's effort at some level. It's just a, it's just that it's a rapid learning curve and some, for some it will work, will be recognized quickly. And for others, it will take a little bit longer because it's so different and new. It's almost a different um, realization of the, the depth of the original business. Mm, What's, um, what's, Okay, what's some of the things that you're thinking about? Let's go specific and I'll, I'll do the same with, let's say, content. Because, of course, we got, we, got this, um, we got this perfect storm of time on our hands. Telstra's boosted your allowable gigabytes. This, <laughs> the speed is up. Everyone's got their things going (laughs) like okay so cool uh how are you thinking about content creation and communication to let's break this down into um two different groups inside of the home which you've kind of talked a little bit about and then outside of the home so you know broader platforms audience people who are following um and what are you thinking about in terms of tone language value how are you thinking about creating because I, I see a big splintering of some big changes for a lot of people in terms of what they're deciding to do right now mm-hmm. I think it's interesting and i think it's a good tangible conversation cool uh just before we start on this conversation do you just want to kind of just um just spell out what you mean by communication or content first yeah let's go like, like you know um social posts Basically, what you know, where people are being distracted and consuming and creating. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, right? Like always, the light is always shined inwards, you know, into our onto our tribe. Um, that's the best place to start. You know, we already have a happy, thriving tribe. Um, so the work that we're doing um, to provide the environment currently, like let's talk about it, you know, let's talk about how we're creating that, why we're creating that, uh, and what does it look like, you know, so there's heaps of stuff that we can do um, to shine light inwards, essentially. That's obviously to kind of inform, update, and take people on a journey from within, and obviously an opportunity, you know, kind of for people on the outside. In terms of the uh, the outside world, um, the decision that, you know, kind of inevitably we've made uh, as a business is, you know, like the academy, we're here to help. Um, so there were some, you know, I, we're in a, again, we've been testing a few things, you know, we've been trying a few principles and that sort of thing around, you know, uh, 
this experience, this, this notion around creating an experience for our tribe. And my intention is to kind of, you know, have everything up and ready and uh, by the end of this week, um, by the interim, actually start to shine lights, you know, on what we're currently doing that other people can, you know, lift and shift essentially or, or, or basically create it in their own way, you so know, you in their own needs. Like contextual, behind the scenes, contextual, what's happening, content, here's something like just Correct. basically um, creating transparency and, and contextualizing it. Correct. So, you know, kind of like tonight when I will do the tutorials for the tribe around, you know, call, you know, why this platform, how are we going to use it, how are we going to navigate it, you know, like, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, this is not the, the programming and stuff like that. That would be a whole different thing again, you know? So this is like this, if you think about it, it's like phases, right? Whereas like everybody's just sprinting, trying to get just like, cool, here it is, go do, you know, kind of. And so we're going to do things in phases and we're going to take people on that journey, you know, um, because that allows us to kind of um, slow ourselves down even more mm-hmm. then kind of go like, okay, cool. This is actually deliverable. You know, and it makes sense. It's aligned with who we are and how we want to do things. And okay, hey guys, on the outside world, um, you know, obviously you're seeing so many different things, uh, and you know, you're consuming so many different content or the how tos and whys and what the current situation, context, whatever kind of stuff. But here's a little piece of what we're currently doing, you know, live. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So, so, yeah, I think that's great. It humanizes the 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 business and brand as well, and also shows a little bit of the challenges that you're overcoming in the moment, which is cool. Mm. What else you got? Like I haven't seen, you know, high level training stuff that recently, um, you know, what else are you doing? So the, uh, you know, it's, as I said, I don't want it to be just about training per se. It, it, this week is really about, you know, shining light in off what we're currently doing with our tribe. So, you know, that most of the communication you will see is around um, other leaders coming in to contribute to our tribe. So, you know, Dan, the man this morning, for instance, in our social calendar, um, led like a yoga and birth class, you know, across Zoom mm-hmm. class. And that was the first virtual experience for our tribe, you know, kind of, and, and to have, I believe, like 16 people, something like that, you know, kind of zoom in, you know, uh, they have, you know, some people's hobbies and, um, you know, kind of uh, partners and, and so on kind of stuff. Like, you know, some kids running in the background. I had Kaya jumping on me and things like that. And, you know, just the real world shit, right? But, you know, 30 minutes, we're together. You know, we opened the line 10 minutes prior, have a little chin wag, you know, figure out, okay, how do we mute? How do we, you know, do all the kind of stuff? It's really, really cool to connect with people and things like that. Um, so, you know, to give Dan the opportunity as well, you know, kind of uh, to contribute um, because he'll be teaching things live, you know. So there was his third one, uh, he, you know, he basically kind of after, you know, after he finished the session, we had a little quick catch up and uh, this was his third class that he taught virtually. And the last two, he had blank screen. So basically, you know, he was like, dude, I was just speaking to, you know, empty screen and it just feels so weird or whatever. But to actually see people in the screen this morning and people move and have, you know, uh, banter and laugh and all that kind of stuff. Again, it just humanizes a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, so again, for us, that's like, okay, that's, a, that's amazing feedback. Cool. Like, well, how do we then get more people on board, you know, kind of with you know, having the right setup? Okay. We're going to create a Zen, you know, a cheat sheet for, you know, generation X to get up to speed with generation Y, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of, it's like, you know, the how to's or whatever kind of thing, but, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, then being able to shine light on, you know, why that's happening and so on. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I assume when we go into um, some heavy 
content creation in terms of actual movement, you know, strength and movement kind of stuff um, in the coming days with the team. So they'll be, they'll have deliverables, you know, kind of in their own department, you know, the skills clubs and that sort of thing. That's when, you know, you'll see some more, you know, kind of movements and strength and that sort of thing coming to play a little bit more. Um, so and, very much documenting what's going on. It's contextual, uh, yeah. contextual, you know, yeah. it's, it's gotta be current, right? It's like, you know, it's not a, Hey, motivation, you know, in a quote and like, cool, or it's not very like, you know, the future's bright, you know, kind of thing. It's like, no, this is what we're doing right now. You know, yeah. kind of, this is where we're at and this is how we're doing it and come be part of it, you know, kind of, or if you have any questions, get in touch and, you know, come on a ride with us. Um, so making it very, very real. Again, I feel like being present is probably the most important thing right now. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. I was talking to Ruby about that before because, you know, inevitably that conversation comes up around content and I was asking her what she thought about um, creating content. I've asked a few different people and I think one of the themes is like if you're present, then what you go to create, uh, I think the intent comes through and, and, it's, and it's felt, the presence is felt if you're creating it from a place of stress, tension in the nervous system, which, you know, for a lot of us is pretty good. It's going to be underlying there too, whether we know it or not. Um, but if it's too reactive, then that's felt more as noise as well. And so how can we be of service in anything that we create in terms of at a nervous system level, you know? And I think it's something really important to bear in mind here is, you know, kind of, um, how is it actually adding value, you know, on the other side? Do you know what I mean? Kind of like, you know, people showing some amazing home workouts, you know, sweating it up or, you know, doing crazy shit, whatever kind of thing. It's like, you know. Well, that's the same question, <laughs> Corona or not though, isn't it really? Correct. You know, but, that, but it just gets, it's just been amplified, right? Because again, there's like, that's, there's so much noise, you know, and that, that, that adds to the noise. Mm. Um, Okay, yeah. let's go, let's pivot a little bit because I want to give, dive into if you're just starting, if you're really early and, you know, <laughs> January 1st was here and you're like, 2020, I'm just going to blow this thing up. And then, you know, you got stuck in and you kicked things off and then this thing came. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different, you know, the worldview and the, the, the context is going to be different to if you have an existing business and you've been through the trenches a little bit before. What are some of the things that you would say or that you see happening or your advice if you were in that build, you know, because you're more or less saying, look, you know, we can hold our breath here, um, which is kind of the way I look at these things. You know, I, I, I zoom out. It's very much long game. You know, it was long game at the start of 2020, let alone now. So it's quite nice. It's, it's not a bad position. What if there's that urgency? What if there's that, um, you know, what would you say to those people who are earlier trying to get started, trying to move fast? Yeah, that's the, that's the hard that's situation, exactly. I guess. You can't. No. You know. It's, 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 it's a very hard thing, I guess, you know, um, but if we just strip everything back, you know, kind of, um, again, just come back to the worst fears, you know, kind of what is it, you know, can you, 
can you live? Are you going to be alive? I know it sounds very, you know, kind of straightforward and maybe a little bit mean, that sort of thing, but, you know, how can we of, be of service to other people around us? You know, a great chat that I had, and I don't know if I can name drop or not, but um, I will do it anyway. I don't think he'll mind. You know, I had a great chat with Ross uh, yesterday briefly, you know, um, you know, new and upcoming coach down in Melbourne, you know, kind of has got an awesome home gym set up and, you know, a great start to the year, let's say, you know, kind of, and suddenly this thing happens and now it's like, you know, um, it's, you know, what do we do now? You know, kind of like, where do I go coaching? How do I find new people, new clients and so on kind of stuff. And I thought he did something really, really brave and really, really smart, you know, kind of, um, he had some equipments and things like that. And he suggested, Hey, this is not a, uh, like a money barter kind of thing. Um, you know, I want to offer up my services. I've got a bunch of equipment. I'm happy to lend them to you for free of charge. And I will design a, you know, four week program for you. You know, what can you give in return? You know, fucking amazing. Like how amazing is that? You know, in a time of need, you know what I mean? Kind of like, it's like, hey, are you a chef? Can you do like, you know, kind of home-cooked meals and boom, in return? Like, you know what I mean? So I know that's not really about, you know, making money or whatever kind of stuff. But the idea here is like, cool, that connection piece, that trust and attention, the fact that you get to now double down and practice in communication. Mm. You know, this is, a, this is effectively sales. You know, this is effectively sales, but without, you know, the sales component, right? So you know what I mean? Kind of like there's that comfort, uh, that safety net essentially um, where what's the worst that's going to happen? The person's going to say, no, this isn't for me. Okay. That's the same thing as someone who's saying like, I don't want your services. I'm not ready for it. Or, you know, this isn't my thing. Mm. Cool. You know, okay, well, who's the right person? How do we get through to them? And that sort of thing. We get to actually practice. So even at the early stages, all the things that you need to be doing, um, you know, all the, all the things that you will learn, uh, over the course of years, you get to actually double down on them. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I think. I, I, I kind of feel that all said and done, the actual approach and posture hasn't changed. You know, yes, the, the collective sentiment, yes, the narrative, yes, the social distancing, whatever you want to call it, all of these factors, but the who's it for, what's it for, can you create value, can you connect, can you communicate, can you build trust? Can you share your story? Can you create, you know, authentic content from a good place with good intent? Um, all are actually exactly the same. You know, I remember opening a retail store in 2009 and the Australian dollar was at 105 around there. It might've been around 2010. It went up, but either way, the climate was terrible and you could buy shoes cheaper through online via the states than you could then we could get them wholesale <laughs> just like no no hope and it was the same thing like turn up at running clubs teach them for free coach for free nothing to do with shoes and sure enough you'd see like barry from the run group show up on thursday for a pair of shoes and he wanted some insights or whatever and so i think the time that people can put into the trenches now if you can hold your breath is going to pay big dividends on the backside of it because it will be a backside. You know, I think I'll go deeper than that, you know, and say like, Hey, actually reach out to people like, you know, people that you look up to and, you know, have a conversation with them too, mm. you know, and that's like, cool. Seeking out mentors, you know, teachers and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, get their advice or is there anything that you can add to them or, you know, kind of, um, is there any way they can drop knowledge bombs on you or, you know, answer your certain questions or whatever it is too. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's a, all these elements. I think there's a great opportunity. You know, if I qualified two weeks ago and came to this climate with like no other fucking, you know, backup or whatever kind of thing, the first thing step is like, Hey, can I put food on my table? Uh, is there a roof over my head? And I haven't got Netflix and solution, right? Those three things. And then, okay, cool. Uh, I'm not going to fucking just go out and get clients somehow just rapidly. So I'm not going to stress about that. I'm going to think about what do I already know and how can I help people better? You know, like who would I like to help? You know, who are those immediate people around me who I can actually make a huge impact right now? Mm. You know what I mean? There are other people staying at home right now. I actually know them. Okay, let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. Cool. What do you have available? What's happening? You know, what do you normally kind of do? This is consultation. Mm. Well, the thing is two months ago, three months ago, it wasn't actually incredibly easier to go and say you're a sole trader or sole operator or sole coach to go and get the clients. The same actions work then as they will work now and in coming months. It just felt like it would be easier because the sentiment and the froth was higher in the culture. But mm -hmm. on a one-to-one -one level, if you were looking for individuals or looking with some one person to work with, it still was challenging. It still required the same self-leadership then as it does now. Okay. So something we spoke about earlier on and, and we'll just spell it out, right? So, you know, we talked about using us as an example, the tribe, the face-to-face -face business, then, you know, us approaching this online thing as a new venture, you know? So the focus is not on the sales, the monetizing, the money, that sort of thing. It's about creating the environment so we can build the trust. Uh, I'm a PT who just qualified two weeks ago, have no other job. What I'm going to focus on is creating something, a community, a container for people who need, you know, kind of my help that I can give, you know, help to my best of my ability. I can start there because I can then add value to that group. I can build the trust. I can build the attention on those people. You know, um, I can be creative, you know? So let's say at the end of this, whether it be three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, whatever it is, I have a bunch of people that effectively will allow me to slingshot, you know, kind of out of the situation when I can contact them face to face potentially. That's right. And I think a healthy dose of patience for all of us. Mm -hmm. Well, because it's like, going to be the same. You could go to create a, a container, something like that. If, if the subconscious threat at the moment financially for people is low and your audience is small, it will feel like you're shouting from a, a mountaintop for people to come to this free thing you're creating. And it could very well be crickets for the next two weeks as people want to sort this shit out and see if they're going to cover their mortgage. Yeah. It's so early. You know what I mean? Kind of like, it's, it's so early. Think about like what we're doing. We're talking about like, hey, let's, let's you know, go on top of the mountain and start screaming how we can help people. But people don't need help right now in that way. Exactly. It's going to be, it's irrelevant. It's, it's, it's going to be ignored, you know? But there's also that, that persistence, you know, that consistency in the messaging and then so on kind of thing, right? Um, so that's the new people. Then those people who already have a client base, right? The one-to-ones, let's say. If I have... 20, you know, one-to-one -one clients and now I can see that like, you know, what do you reckon they should be doing? Me, I, I think there's, uh, the first thing I'd say is, is um, we, let's zoom out. We're all stressed. We're all feeling tension in some way, shape or form. Uh, the natural thing is to distance ourselves socially from each other, nothing to do with the government. But when we're stressed, we tend to self-isolate a little bit. I would look towards um, connection and contact more than I would create content. 
So personally, I am creating technically, this is creating content right now, but a big thing here is to sit with you, right? It's an hour of conversation, contact, contact, contact. Be aware that I'm trying, you know, not wanting to overwhelm people, but uh, you know, you mentioned it before, I would be, I would be in communication with each and every one of those clients, even if I had a gym of 200 people, a lot of my time would be um, direct contact. I wrote about this morning, actually, I would, in, this allows me to bring in individual nuance to the contact. When we go content, cool, we can bring a certain level of empathy, but it's not like me to Vic. Mm -hmm. When I speak to you, how's Kaya? How's Sarah? It's the things that I would say if I saw you face to face and I would be wanting to maintain that level of acknowledgement, sending a card, call, like whatever, the world's your oyster, but that would be my first approach. Yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, that's exactly what I would do too, right? And that's what I'm talking about, you know, where you say is trying to create an environment or a container where you can have that, that you know, where you can provide that experience that goes beyond that, you know, physical training movement or whatever it is, you know? Oh, you could do it on, you know, don't be fooled. I think you could do this on, if you had five clients, you'd do this on five different message threads. Mm -hmm. And then one later this month, hold a Zoom virtual thing. They may have never met each other. Maybe now's the time. Zoom call, get them all on. But it yeah. doesn't need to be on a Slack channel. Like this doesn't need to be complex. It could just be on literally like iMessage to Joe, iMessage to Sam, you know, mm -hmm. but just regularly being there. Um, sensitively, you know, trying if you feel like you're, <laughs> you have a broken record, like you might want to back off, but I think, um, I think that's going to be a big part of it. Yeah. So just to kind of, just to tie a bow around that, you know, I'm thinking with one particular person in mind, I need you to create something. Can you do like a um, weekly VIX playlist that brings us the music <laughs> that you would play and aim so we can have the experience somehow? <laughs> Trust me. You don't want that. Spotify. <laughs> uh, before I forget, the question around, you know, those people already have one-on-ones kind of thing, because I think a lot of people within this group and the academy group, you know, they already have a client base, you know, kind of. So um, exactly kind of following from what you just said there, um, I have a couple of people in mind in particular, you know, and now is the opportunity to bring people together, as you just said, you know, from one-to-one, -one, we actually can, you know, create a group, you know, and, and deliver something that's a, a, an add-on to their, you know, one-on-ones or whatever you're doing. You know, you, you basically create a, a community out of your one-on-ones, essentially. You know, so again, there's an opportunity. This is rare opportunity or not a rare, maybe this is a, a great opportunity, you know, kind of to um, bring people together in a very different way. You know, that's a whole different experience. You can build different layers. Yeah. I would do that, uh, Corona or not. If you mm -hmm. have one-to-ones, I'd connect them laterally instantly. Um, there's a great book. You will know this and a few of the people from APA, but tribes by Seth Godin. Basically we want to focus usually on that inside outside, but bring them together laterally, do it with a, a virtual dinner, candlelight dinner, like something wild, something different. Do you want a living room, mini golf competition or something? Do, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to hear out what we got on our social calendar? What have you guys got? Cool. So Monday, Monday morning, 7, 7 a.m. sharp is for 15 minutes on Zoom, BYOT or coffee catch up. So before you start your day, there's going to be a like a movement snack on that day too, uh, which is basically like a little puzzle or like a weekly movement project that you're going to do, like a locomotion type of stuff. 
on Tuesday, we'll have like guest presenters from our tribe. So Dan, Lara, Philippa, that sort of thing for yoga and breath for half an hour. Uh, Wednesday, I'll lead like a, a 30, 40 minute long get bent session. Uh, then we're going to have in the evening, Wednesday evening, a game night. So we trialed a trivia night, which was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, you know, sit down with dinner and that sort of thing on Thursday. So just kind of to break the routine a little bit, we're going to actually do like a little, um, like a gratitude prompt kind of thing, you know, kind of to see, you know, where, where's everybody at. Um, in the evening, we have a master chef with our Italian stallion, Ale. So we're going to send recipes out, you know, early in the week. And then you're going to, you're going to cook with him and maybe, you know, sip on wine, whatever kind of stuff, which would be pretty, pretty different, pretty funny yeah. on Friday. Uh, there's obviously movement snack catch up, but then in the evening there's a happy hour. <laughs> so it's five, it's literally five o'clock in the evening of Friday. We're going to come up with a drink <laughs> and yeah. then just catch up, you know, like yeah. just different stuff. It, it's, it's not training related or whatever. Right. But it's just, you know, um, it's an opportunity. It's the other, it's the other aspect of, and it, it, the interesting thing is it comes back to, you know, we talk about out of coaching or being a coach or being a business owner is, the empathy, seeing the people, and this is really human. It's humanizing your business, which is effectively mm-hmm. um, everything we're talking about. Storytelling would be a cool one you could run too. I'd love to jump into that one. Um, anyone who's listening, who's a creator, music. Like I mentioned, playlist before. I was kind of serious. Like the music we feel when we step into the space. Like if I wanted to get my, you know, my training on or whatever, I'm going to look for set. Like what am I going to play? Well you know, what should I play? Like, so if you're a DJ, if you've got any skill sets in creating mixes or anything like that, or music as a part of what you do or art as a part of what you do, or, you know, anything, meditation and breathing, you know, virtual um, breath things, anything like that would be really, really cool. Yeah, man. Um, Can you check the Facebook on your phone to see if there's any questions? Let me just jump on. I lot of waves. Oh, hang on. Hey guys, just a quick drop in whilst on the run. We'll follow up much later. Oh my god, you don't need that. Okay, I think Emma's just talking about playlist. I think she just basically said, "Don't listen to my playlist." <laughs> maybe yeah, M. That's it. Maybe maybe M can create a playlist. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I seriously think though. I think I think if you were a DJ or something. Like now's your time. Consumption is all time highs. Corona mix. Like I'm sure it's already happening. Yeah. Like, you know, bring the, we want experience. Um, We're all wanting experience. And I think there's rich ways to provide that. Any other questions? Uh, Not, not really. Nope. It's a lot of waves. Thumbs up. Hellos. Uh, Okay. I think that's it. You know, one thing that came to mind when you rounded out your, thoughts on content and everything, the contextualizing of all of that is storytelling, you know, telling by contextualizing and showing what's happening now and and updates on what's going on now, you're really sharing the story as well. Mm. Um, And and just about that, it's it's about owning it, you know, and again, this is why we were, were, you know, we went pretty hard last year in terms of uh, trying to encourage people you know, to kind of do this more often, right? Corona, no Corona kind of stuff. Because now more than ever, it's like that comfort level too. You know what I mean? By sharing that story, you got to own that story. You got to be, um, and you got to do it in your own way. You know, and it will take practice. Um, it's not going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be probably hard for the majority of the people 
to get in front of camera, to create things, you know, if they're not already used to doing it, you know, but start. Yeah. 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 The last one I'll just say is um, get yourself around peers. Mm. You know, if you're listening to this on the podcast, get yourself around a group, you know, around people where you, people who are present and people who, you know, aren't just copy paste and, and catch up like uh, it's not hype because that's what the media is doing for you already and so we want to we want to be in places environments communities who help to stabilize create a stable energy so that you can find your own truth around what you want to say in this time at any time versus if you get caught up in the cycle, um, it's very easy to emulate others, you know, and just to kind of get whipsawed around. Now, for sure. I mean, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is uh, just opening up a yeah, little Calendly catch-up. So, you know, my peers can just go, cool, bookings, I know who it is, I can give them a call. Um, so that's going to happen hopefully every Friday. Um, and, you know, if need be, people can message me and so on and we can just, you know, all have the time to catch up. I think now more than ever, you know, peer-to-peer, um, you know, rallying and rallying around each other. Because uh, the main thing is we even kind of just knowing there are other people in this together and, you know, you know people have got our back. That's, that's a level of comfort to be able to go bounce ideas off, uh, to tell people what's working, what's not working. Like it's more more important now more than ever, right? Um, you know, if I can, if I can let you know of my mistake, you know, maybe then that means you don't have to go potentially make that mistake, right? But if you were to go and find a winning formula, then you're probably going to tell me as well. You know what I mean? So kind of, uh, yeah, now more than ever, kind of, you know, that peer-to-peer environment, that, you know, that positive peer pressure too, you know, getting shit done, slowing each other down, um, giving, you know, kind of proper feedback and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now more important than ever. So reach out, um, you know, if you, if you want to catch up or if you want to have a quick chat, always here. Yeah, love it. Uh, that's it, I think, for the episode. Then, any last questions or thoughts from your end? Uh, not really. Um, just yeah, you know, stay calm, cool, collective. Keep kicking on. Love it. All right, brother. Thank you for your time. I'll wrap up the live and pause the recording. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for this episode. So earlier in that podcast, you were hearing me ask Vic about the type of content that he was creating at the time. And we talked about this contextual content showing behind the scenes of what's happening. If content creation, communication during this time is something that you're interested in, if you are feeling pretty good, you're feeling pretty level-headed and you want to start to communicate, tell stories, show what it is that you're going through, I've created a big resource for you. It's a, I think, 25-page ebook and slide deck. It's free. It's available on the website. It's called The Machine, Humanizing Content Creation for Small Business Owners, particularly in the health and wellness sector. If you're interested, jump over and grab that one. It should help. It's got a lot of value in there, a lot of ideas, and we really break down the why, the how of some of these forms of content. And I hope you enjoy it and send me some feedback on it. That's it for today. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening.